Hi there, SE Land. This is Twig. Another mini episode filling in the gaps between Twig's SE reflections returning with their changes that are coming. So mini episodes, five minutes or less. Let's look at the ventral vagal complex. Just to name out all the different subsystems in a little mini series here, we'll start with the ventral vagal complex. This is going to be short, not a race, but it is short. Look, before we called something gravity, there was the phenomena that we eventually called gravity. It pre-existed anybody naming that for a very, very, very long time. The universe was built around it. Now look, after we named it, we could suddenly think about it differently and we could do different things with it, yeah? Well now, we recognize this thing, the ventral vagal complex, or as Stefan Porges, the creator of the polyvagal theory, calls it the social engagement nervous system. Now, he is naming something that existed before he named it, and before anybody thought about it, in fact, before any of us had language to think about it with, because this is mammalian old, 60 million years old kind of thing. Inside of mammals is a group of processes, right? Like uh, things, structures, anatomy, physiology, things that they do together, making behavior. There is a complex of interrelated things. Now think about it. Inside our bodies, it's not just a bag of gush. Yeah, we have 10 fingers and 10 toes and they do discrete things. They move in discrete kinds of ways. They're not your elbow. Well, same thing inside. There are discrete things. There are some things that move and some things that stay put and some things that are structured and some things that are soft. And there are different kinds of nerves. There are nerves that go here and go there and not all nerves go everywhere. And not all nerves do the same kinds of things. Inside of us, inside of all of that differentiation, is a group of nerves that come out of a pretty much singular part of the brain. I'm going to call that the nucleus ambiguous, but it's essentially just like one little place and out of it comes a group of nerves that comes into our face, out through our neck, and down above our diaphragm in our chest, right? So supra-diaphragmatic, all of the organs above the diaphragm are impacted by this, and all of the stuff that we see and do with our face and with our head and neck. Now, what does that include, right? Well, it includes the facial muscles, all of the muscles that make it so we can move our eyebrows around, move our cheeks around, smile, express our emotions, sad, happy, all of that. It also controls the eyes and the eyelids so we can move our eyes around and see things and express ourselves through our eyes as well as lift the eyelids. Yeah. This also includes the muscles of mastication, like how we chew you know, like the pterygoids, those are muscles inside the jaw, and then the masseter temporalis on the outside of the jaw, right? So it has a it has a big influence on how well these get used, is whether or not these nerves are getting turned on. Now I'll come back to that, but we'll keep going with the anatomy. Inside our ear is little muscles in there, the muscles of the inner ear, and some of those, their responsibility when they get tuned or turned on or innervated, like essentially like something like electricity or information or communication or yeah innervation they call it is coming to those little muscles it tunes the frequency that the eardrums pay attention to and that helps us to hear the human voice inside of the rest of the 
like ambient environmental noise, which could be a lot of birdsong or waves or other things that we don't hear. You know how dogs hear that whistle that you don't know about, right? You don't, you blow it and you don't even hear it. Dogs' ears are tuned to hear different frequencies. We hear specific frequencies and we concentrate on some. The human voice is the one we're most interested in. This system helps us to hear each other. Well, we go down the face, yeah, we're going to find, you know, like into the neck, we've got that muscle that kind of goes at an angle. It's very beautiful sometimes. You see it on people and it's like, wow, that's an attractive muscle. It goes from the, the mastoid process, that's a little bump behind our earlobe, down to the sternoclavicular joint, that's the kind of the sensitive spot at the top of our chest, yeah, and when that muscle gets tight, it turns our head. Yeah, so if the left side gets tight, it turns the head to the right. And that helps us so that when we hear a sound or see a shadow at our periphery, we can easily turn our head. Oh, this is definitely going to go over five minutes. So then we turn our head and we can orient to things because of the innervation, the electricity-like stuff to these muscles to tell our head to move. Now, if we go further inside there, We'll have the larynx and pharynx. So when I'm speaking here, oxygen is moving across these kind of like the vocal cord structures and I'm able to make those waves wobble and then they're wobbling through the air and now they're wobbling into your ear and now they're tuning on, tuning on that system, right? That central ventral, excuse me, that ventral vagal complex. Now look, the larynx and pharynx is part of this system. And as we go further down, we have the lungs, so the how fast we breathe, as well as the Im influence on the pace of the heart as given by the sinoatrial node, which is a, a little structure on the side of the heart that tells the heart how fast to go. We call that the pacemaker of the heart. And the ventral vagal complex has an dramatic and kind of predominant influence on establishing that rate, that pace through the pacemaker of the heart. And it does it by a, a kind of, we call it a metaphor, Porges calls it a metaphor of the vagal break or the kind of the slowing down influence the sinoatrial node can influence on the heart, meaning the heart would go faster if this break wasn't coming down on it. That break is controlled by the ventral vagal complex at least to the extent we're talking about it today. Now, all of those are tied together. They're tied together by those nerves, from the heart to the lungs to the larynx and pharynx, and in fact, the esophagus, right? The swallowing ability to swallow smoothly. Then the uh, muscles of mastication, the muscles of our face for emotional expression, the eyes, even the ability to tear up is related to this system. And it's all tied together with nerves that all go back to that same place. And what that means is that by being tied together, they work as a kind of unit or complex. If you stimulate one part of it, you stimulate the entire thing. 
it's like having a guitar that when you pluck one string, the whole thing vibrates and so do the other strings. So that if you're starting to be able to use your facial muscles, you'll also be able to hear better. And if you're being able to like use your voice in this way that expresses ventral vagal or kind of the use of those nerves, then you'll be able to hear better and your head will feel more free to bob up and down in agreement being used by that kind of like the neck muscles helping your head to turn and bob up and down. All of this tied together, tied together so that mammals and especially refined in primates and us humans, we can continue to breathe and continue to have a slowed down heart rate while we are in close proximity to one another as well as continue to breathe and have a fast enough heart rate so it's not super depressed because it's a little lively so that we can mobilize in order to do things and engage. So much, in fact, that as we're talking to one another, our heart rate goes up and down very quickly based on whether or not we're speaking or whether or not we're listening because to speak actually uses more metabolic resource than to listen and the nerves that are coming from this system are constantly attenuating and turning the system a little bit on, a little bit off, a little bit on, a little bit off, very, very quickly, which is a kind of fi final practical point I'll say for today about this, is that these nerves, particularly the nerves that go down to the, the visceral elements of this, they all have this myelin stuff on them, which is kind of like a fatty sheath of like this kind of bubble. I think of it like a bubble wrap kind of thing around the nerves. And that allows the communication of that innervation to move down the nerves much, much faster than other nerves. Remember, not all nerves in our body are the same. Not all do they go to the same place. Not even are they all structured the same way. And these ventral vagal nerves, these, these myelinated nerves, as they call them, are faster and essentially more sophisticated at what they can do. And one of the things that that makes us able to do is modulate ourselves while we're doing stuff and engaging. So we can breathe and eat at the same time. We can speak and breathe at the same time. Those things are really important to notice if we can do for our clients and if we can't because it describes how available that ventral vagal complex is working. So we'll talk about the, the problems or challenges with this and whatnot some other time. But for now, hey, there's just some anatomy inside of us. Go back and, and touch all of those, right? Touch your face, touch your eyes, get in there and touch the muscles in the middle ear and realize that they're helping you to hear other people. Yeah, just touch your touch your throat and think about the larynx and frinks. Make some noise in there and feel the vibration going through there. Move your head left and right. Feel the sternocleidomastoid muscle on each side of your neck as it opens and like turns on and turns off, and hopefully relaxes on the opposite side so you can turn your head. Feel how your heart calms down when you use these things. When you orient, when you look around with your eyes, feel how things get quieter because you're using this complex and to pluck one part of the string is to turn the whole thing on a little bit and that's a very nice thing to find out about let's just uh, write that guy a postcard huh Stefan Porges hey <laughs> message from the road thanks okay long past five minutes I'm uh, I'm on out of here and I'm waving you goodbye hope you're doing well out there in SE land and 
We'll talk to you again sometime soon. Bye-bye now. One last afterthought for anybody who's interested in trekking twig or hanging out soon. I'm going to be over in Seattle over the weekend of August 8th and 9th. And one of the things I'm going to do there is go to the Comedy Improv Theater show at the Jet City Improv Theater on University Avenue at 8 p.m. on Saturday, August 8th. I'll be across the street at the sandwich shop at 7 p.m. Anybody who wants to just come out and hang out, chat, we'll... We'll just chat, and then we'll get to laugh together. There's a nice intermission where we get to laugh together some more. And I'll be leaving about 9.30 when it's all finished on my way back to bed as I've got some sessions and consultations in the morning. And so if you need a review of that information, you can just go check out my website, liberationispossible.org backslash schedule. And I'll, I'll just have a little note there with a link to a map and such. Anybody wants to come, I'd love to see you. Okay, everybody else... Maybe sometime soon, I hope, huh? Okay, take care now. Bye-bye.